There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome to The Balance Club. This is our midweek moment. I'm Beth Burns, theater director, writer, performer, teacher, and mom. As we approach the holidays, we usually consider the year that we've had and how we'd like things to change or develop in the following year. We might make plans for a trip or decide we are really going to get the family photo album in shape or we're going to enter that half marathon. We might look back at the year we've had and remember that great friend's wedding or the family vacation, the last-minute get-together with friends that went on all weekend. Those good times often balance out the bad ones, the losses and the disappointments. We may often feel at the end of the year that the balance of positive and negative is pretty much evenly spread. And then (laughs) there's 2020. For many people, 2020 will be a year they'd like to move on from as quickly as possible. And if you ask people about this year, wow, I mean, do we have enough words to describe the word awful? As a planet, we've never been more united, but involuntarily and unwillingly so. We may be inclined in our review of 2020 to reel off the horrors of our year and wait patiently for the clock to strike midnight on January 1st. That's understandable. But to do so may be missing the smaller positive moments that make up the bigger picture of your 2020. The things that remind you of what's really valuable in your life. And it's important when it feels like you're in the eye of the storm, which, let's be honest, we still are, to commit to memory, conversation, or paper what we're thankful for. The name for this, of course, is gratitude. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about today. If the concept of gratitude is new to you, or maybe you're a little resistant to it, and by that I mean if you're thinking, well, what's the point? What's happened has happened. Or perhaps you had a family member growing up who used to tell you you should be grateful or count your blessings in a way that made it clear there was no room to speak about hurt or sadness. That's not what gratitude is. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful, of showing appreciation for something, and returning that positive energy back out into the world. It doesn't mean you don't have problems, and it doesn't mean you can't talk about those problems, but it's a focus away from the negative and onto what you're thankful for. It's an as well as, not a but, and I think that's something to remember when we recall our 2020s. So it's not, well, yeah, I have my health, but I lost my job. It's, I lost my job and I have good health. I had to delay my wedding and working from home meant I made a great group of local friends. You may choose to not even mention the negative. You might say to yourself, you know what? I appreciate the outdoor space I have at home in a way I never did before this year. You might say, 
The day my friend showed up on my doorstep with a bottle of wine was worth so much more than the big birthday outings we've had in the past that I am thankful for her friendship. Maybe amongst the confusion and the fear and stress, you realized how much you appreciated the technology that allowed you to do your job from your kitchen table, or to have the pet you care for, the kitchen dance-a-thons with your kids, the fact that Netflix exists and you don't have to watch the same VHSs on repeat, amen to that. You may have done many new things for the first time this year, and while it is exhausting to have to keep pivoting, it's thrown our priorities front and center, and it gives us a really clear steer on what we want to hold on to and protect. The end of the year is a good time to have a little introspection, but I also think now is the right time specifically this year because it feels like we have kind of a collective giddiness about the vaccines coming. We also have a depressed resignation towards the hospital numbers, and we have kind of a forced ignorance that we're slap bang in the middle of a second wave. And with most of the winter still to come, we may yet have a third wave before the vaccinations start really making a difference. And I'm not saying that to panic you. What I am saying is that the clock doesn't strike midnight on January 1st, and all our problems go away. We're still on the marathon, and we need tools to see us through to spring and beyond. Gratitude could be a great tool to help with our goodwill stamina. And gratitude isn't just a nice, fluffy thing to do. It's backed up by science. Now, it's a fairly recent type of science for sure. But gratitude has been proven to help with anxiety and mild depression and to give you a more focused and positive outlook on life. Joshua Brown, Ph.D., and Joel Wong, Ph.D., both at the University of Indiana, conducted a study that I think is really interesting, particularly as it relates to our 2020 experience and getting us over this hump into 2021. Now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that study and its findings, and then offer some practical takeaways on how you might get your own benefits from gratitude practice. The study involved participants either, one, writing a short gratitude journal each day for 12 weeks, two, documenting their negative emotions, or three, simply receiving counseling. Now, compared with the participants who wrote about negative experiences or only received counseling, the gratitude journal writers reported better mental health by the four-week mark, and it continued improving right through to the end of the study at 12 weeks. The negative journalers and the participants seeking counselors didn't report anywhere near the same uplift in their mental health over the same period. The scientists found four key insights from the research that suggest what might be behind gratitude's psychological benefits. Number one, gratitude actually unshackles us from toxic emotions. Now, the gratitude journalers, they tended to shift focus away from negative and toxic emotions. You know, the pointless, draining ones like resentment and envy. Whereas the negative journalers were drawn to those emotions as that's what they were asked to write about. The amount of negative wording across the participants' journals had a direct link to the improvement, plateauing, or worsening in their reported mental health. So using positive wording seemed to fundamentally help with an uplift in mood. Number two, gratitude helps even if you don't share it with anyone. Of course, it's nice to write someone a note or a text to let them know that you appreciate them. And it's great to tell your kids that you're glad they're here with you, or even give your pet a good boy. 
But the study showed that the mental health benefits of writing gratitude letters aren't actually dependent on them being seen by the person you're grateful to. So if you're kind of shy, or maybe it's been a while since you've seen the person in question, or maybe you're a slightly cynical beginner just getting to grips with gratitude, it's enough just to have the thoughts for yourself. And number three is the reality check. The benefits of gratitude take time. It's not a fad diet, it's a life practice. Now in this study, participants didn't report an uplift in their mental health after a week. It took until week four to see results. But it's important to note that the benefits accrued over time. So by week 12, the uplift was significantly higher than it was at week four. And this was a big deal for the study because they reported that other interventions like counseling created an uptick in mood initially, but then plateaued or dropped or bounced up and down as time went on and the participants got used to what they were doing. And the final insight, number four, is amazing to me. Gratitude seems to have lasting effects on the brain. Now, the study scientists used an MRI scanner to compare the brains of the participants who hadn't written gratitude journals with the participants who had. Each participant had to complete an activity where they were given a small amount of money by a nice person who they named the benefactor. The benefactor asked that each participant only pass the money on to someone else if they felt grateful. Participants got to choose how much of the money, if any, to donate. And the idea was to distinguish donations made from gratitude as opposed to from guilt or obligation. The brain scans found that when people who were generally more grateful gave money to a cause, they showed greater neural sensitivity in the medial prefrontal cortex, a brain area associated with learning and decision-making. This suggests that people who are more grateful are also more attentive to how they express gratitude. So basically, they're more considerate. And most interestingly, those who wrote gratitude journals showed greater activation in the medial prefrontal cortex when they expressed gratitude in an MRI scanner versus those who didn't. And this is striking, as this effect was found three months after the letter writing began. It indicates that simply expressing gratitude may have lasting effects and may help train the brain to be more sensitive to the experience of gratitude down the line, which could contribute to improved mental health. It's so fascinating, and I can't wait to see what the science says as more studies are performed. So how do we incorporate gratitude into our busy lives? You could certainly write a gratitude journal every day like the study participants, but if that feels like a lot, it can be as simple as just a few lines of notes on your phone to start. Or try starting the day by thinking of three things you're grateful for. Just say them to yourself in your head. It'll help you to feel centered and clear on what you want to prioritize in the upcoming day. So if you're grateful that you live somewhere with good weather, take yourself outside. If you're grateful for the energy of a good night's sleep, move your body and exercise. Positive wording, whether written, spoken, or just thought of, is going to contribute to an improvement in your mood, your motivation to focus on the good, and your ability to take positive action. We're definitely going to need that energy as we head through the door to 2021. Another exercise that can be really nice to do is just take a look on your phone at your photos and find a picture that makes you feel happy. And then think about why it makes you happy and see if you can pinpoint what that relationship or location really means to you and your values. 
Do you allow yourself to live that life, those values in the photo as often as you'd like? And if not, then maybe one of the resolutions for 2021 is to prioritize whatever it is in that photo that's giving you such positive feelings. And actually, while we're on the subject of photos, if you have other photos there that don't make you feel so good, then maybe those are the ones to file away or delete. Take note of the photos that make you feel gratitude versus the ones that give you a sense of guilt or obligation or just no enjoyment. If we're going to go one step further, maybe think about which type of photo you usually like to post on social media. If the photos of you with scruffy hair that are a bit blurred make you feel happy because of a memory, but you're just posting highly polished photos that took 17 takes to get right and don't really mean anything, then maybe that's something to look at too, although that's probably a podcast all of its own. The main takeaway is that if you can make time to practice gratitude in your life in some way each day, then you will start to feel the benefits after just a few weeks. And if it becomes a habit, as simple as brushing your teeth, actually you could do it while you're brushing your teeth, then it will help you to feel more balanced in whatever craziness faces us all in the next year and beyond. If you want to read more about gratitude, then head to the Greater Good magazine. It's run by the University of California, Berkeley. You can find it online. They also have a book out called The Gratitude Project if you want to gift yourself something for the holidays. I want to wrap up with a quote from the writer Robert Brault, which I feel like was tailor-made for closing out 2020. He says, Enjoy the little things, for one day you may look back and realize they were the big things. And I bet if we look hard... We will all find some good memories from this year that will stay with us long after this pandemic has disappeared. And to consider those memories and give thanks for them is your gratitude practice for today. And that's it from me. Have a great day, y'all, and I'll see you back here next week. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.